0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cook sitting in for Bobby Burton today. And today I have Justin Wells right here with me. We will be talking about DeMarvian Overshone, suspended for the first half still because of his targeting because of his targeting foul. We'll get a little bit into what's next at wide receiver recruiting in the class of 2023 for the Longhorns after Jalen Hale chose Alabama. Then we'll talk a little bit about Texas Tech and some players to watch, some storylines to watch too. So Justin, it's uh it's fall in East Texas now. Is it uh was it pretty calm up there as it was uh, down here in Austin?
1: Well, you know, it, if it's fall in East Texas, that means uh, an elite prospect is committing to Alabama. Um, apparently, that's the way it's been the last few months. Um, man, it's beautiful here. It's beautiful outside of the fact that Jalen Hell is going to Tuscaloosa. It's um no, but really um it's football weather, brother. We got recruiting. We've got overshown stuff to catch up on we've got texas tech opening a big 12 play so there's a lot of stuff going on you you're busy as well you're about to hit the road to to lubbock to the the city of smell and so we got a lot of we got a lot of pans in the fire right now and so uh yeah there's a lot going on right now brother but don't just understand if you're an elite prospect in east texas you're probably going to alabama
0: that's what it sounds like we'll get to that in a second but uh, big news yesterday, uh, at least as far as the current Longhorn team goes, was that DeMarvian Overshone reportedly had his uh, targeting suspension upheld. And I think the apparatus for that appeal, Steve Sarkisian said Monday, they sent in video and the form to the conference and the NCAA. And I think it goes from Texas to the Big 12 to the NCAA and then back down. Um, so uh, they it, they reportedly got the word yesterday uh, that uh, the the Big 12 and the NCAA upheld that targeting suspension. Uh, we had kind of heard that throughout the week, you, me, and Eric, but uh, we're not able to put that out there. Uh, but still, you know, this is a – let's talk about on the field real quick. Before we go into the rule, which we could we could probably talk for three whole podcasts about the targeting rule, but what does that mean for the Longhorns on the field uh, for being out – uh, for being without DeMarvey and Overshone for one half on Saturday versus
1: Texas Tech? It's big. It's, it's, it's really big because Overshone is, I wouldn't say the best player on the defense, but he's probably the emotional leader. He's the one that kind of gets people up. He, he always plays with a fire and a passion. And so Overshone is, it, it, it's a hit. You know, Texas is going to take a lick on this one. Uh, yeah, you and I could bemoan for hours about the rule. It's ridiculous. It's, you know, it is what it is. There's no way you can change it at this point. Um, You you mentioned something on Twitter yesterday. We're going to have fun next July at big 12 media days uh, because we're going to discuss officiating again. You know, there's no Walt Anderson this year, but we'll find out whoever the Walt Anderson is this year, just because there needs to be consistency with that rule. Um, it's big. And so you, you're really gonna have to lean on, on Jalen Ford and DeMonte Tucker Dorsey. You're really gonna have to lean on Baron Sorrell on the edge to to help create that pass rush from the outside. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to do a few different things because I think Overshone gives the defense a lot of leeway. I think they give him a lot of uh, balance and versatility because he can do so many things from playing inside to playing outside. So this is this was a tough beat for, for Texas. Uh, we honestly we thought it was going to get overturned. We thought we knew the rule. We thought what we saw was what would actually happen. But as the Big 12 will tell you, often it's not. They they didn't know Texas to know you were leaving, and they damn sure don't know what targeting is. So at the end of the day, it's going to be a lick against Texas. This is going to be something that Lubbock that, that Tech needs to. T- they're going to take advantage of. But once you get that kid back on the field in the second half, I think you're going to have a rush of emotions. I think you're going to see a little bit more from the defense like i said because he's kind of an emotional guy and and early on they kind of feed off of him joe
0: yeah luckily i think there's a new rule this year that targeting guys can stay on the sideline they don't have to run back to uh (laughs) that little caption right there is pretty good um (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh, and who knows that might be true too. Uh, but you know, guys can stay on the sidelines. So Overshone's an emotional leader. He still was able to stay on the sideline. He had his helmet taken away wasn't going back in. I think he'll be able to warm up, go out on the field. Yeah. Uh, just won't be able to play that first half. Um, I know you mentioned Tucker Dorsey. He, he'll definitely be a part, but I think this is going to be a lot of jet Bush. Uh, yeah. He's a guy who played linebacker very well at straight Jesuit uh back in in his high school days was miscast on the edge last year um just was asked to do something that his body physically couldn't do the efforts there for sure uh smelling salts awake him up but the he could not do all the things I asked the jack to do he's a little bit more home at that will spot and as we've seen demarvey and overshone moves around a lot he'll be in the middle he'll be on the edge yeah for Jet Bush, someone who played on the edge last year and who has good linebacker and it film and has practiced more at that middle linebacker spot than on the edge this year, he'll and someone who's backed up overshone for most of this year, that's going to be the people that they rely on. Of course, you might see some David Benda, Tucker Dorsey for sure.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, but
0: yeah, I'm with you. It's going to be on the guys up front like Keandre Coburn, Moro, Jomo, who've had great years uh, to in really, Baron Sorrell. To really uh, go to task and, and take care of a, a tech offensive line that I don't, I'm not sure has been truly tested yet, especially not the quarterback either. Maybe one test with with NC State. And w- one thing I do want to note about targeting, and I think something else I mentioned this morning, the officials on the field didn't make that call. The replay, they they were there are two guys, you know, the 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 R, the referee, and the C, who are right there, and they didn't throw a flag. Uh, it goes to the booth. The booth makes the call. You know, some rules official on Sunday Night Football thinks it was properly called. All that tells me is that, unfortunately, these refs are are almost handcuffed. Like, you can tell by the body language of all those referees on the field. They knew, like, what are we doing here? It but they have, to, they have to enforce what is an awful, awful rule. Granted, I get making the game safer. But it's so subjective on things that are bang bang that they're trying to legislate violence in a violent sport. And sometimes it makes sense. But you know, when you got a 6'4 guy bearing down on a shorter quarterback in the pocket with the ball in his hand, I I don't know what a guy's supposed to do, especially when intent's supposed to be a big part of the rule. But that's all to say that. You know, Overshone took it well. Um, he he took this whole week well, uh, considering a bunch of uh, <laughs> Joe, he uh, held it down. He did. He did. The whole family uh, but, did. But uh, as we know, Texas is gonna be uh without him for the first half. And you know, they'll get him back. And hopefully for, for the Longhorns at about four, four thirty, when agent zero's on the field, he's helping protect the lead as opposed to trying to keep the margin from getting smaller. So Uh, that's a, that's about all we can say on overshow and they'll be playing tough for them. Uh, But, you know, we go from looking at West Texas. Now we'll look back at East Texas and, you know, wide receiver recruiting is one of the last remaining pieces of the puzzle. The one wide receiver recruit, uh, one wide receiver slot open in this class, kind of the, you know, one of the few handful of things to be filled and Texas thought Jalen Hale was going to fill that spot. I think a lot of people thought Jalen Hale was going to fill that spot. You know, even Tim Verghese, our, our buddy over at Aggie Scoop, he put in a prediction for Jalen Hale to Texas in the in the final few days leading up. We thought it was going to be all Texas, uh, but once Nick Saban wants you, and it seems like like you mentioned earlier, once you're uh, an East Texas prospect, Nick Saban has a lot of cachet over there, and uh, you know Jalen Hale decided. To take his talents to Tuscaloosa instead of to
1: Austin. You know, Bobby and I spoke about it yesterday. It, you know, Nick Saban, when he gets, when he focuses in on a kid, it reminds me of when Matt Brown focused in on a kid in the 2000s. It was probably over for the most part. And that's how, That's just exactly how Saban rolls. You got to give Saban a ton of credit. Uh, they, they did a great job on their official visit. They Coach Wiggins, a wide receiver coach, did a great job selling Jalen on the opportunity to play early. Uh, you know, like for the year before, Jamari and Miller was a little worried if he could play at Alabama. Well, there was a depth chart issue there, and he's definitely talented enough. So he made that move. It's the same for Jalen Hell. There, there's a gap at wide receiver over the next season or two at, 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 at Alabama. They haven't really recruited as well, and that's why they've been so um, reliant on the portal. And so Jalen Jaylen was sold on an opportunity to go in there and play early. He wants to catch footballs from Jalen Milrow rather than Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning. And, you know, that's his call. But at the end of the day, there's one position that I'm not worried about at the University of Texas in the last two recruiting classes, and that's wide receiver. They already have three really good studs in this in this cycle. With Jonte Cook from DeSoto, Ryan Niblett at Aldi Eisenhower, and then, of course, Jonah Wilson. In this post, we'll, have a, we'll actually have a, a post up from Jonah. He's having a fantastic senior season, and, and he's a guy that that's really catching a lot of – uh, getting a lot of attention and so I, I'm not worried about the receiver position yeah Jalen Hill's a bad beat but Texas is just going to move forward they've got their hands on a handful of targets Michael Harrison Pilots a guy that we got to mention out of Temple you went and saw him last Sunday this is a kid that, that could fill that spot and also be an athlete take possibly playing on, on both sides of the football Kyle Parker is a kid that people need to know about Texas never stop talking to Kyle Kyle is a kid that he's Lucas Lovejoy receiver, but he's committed to LSU. Talked to a couple sources yesterday. If if Texas pushed the right buttons with Parker, that flip could happen, and so that that's something to monitor. But right now, the one guy I think Texas is kind of zeroing in on, at least attempting to, is DeAndre Moore, the uh, wide receiver out of St. John Bosco. He's an Louisville commit. Uh, he's close to the quarterback, Pierce Clarkson, who's also committed to Louisville, 5'11", about 190. He's got a ton of offers, Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, LSU. Uh, he was highly coveted. This is a guy that's actually visited Texas before. You know, they have a relationship with a lot of those West Coast kids. He came in on an unofficial visit earlier this year. So there's some familiarity there. So I think Texas is going to be okay at receiver. Yeah, Jalen Obama wasn't exactly the way it's supposed to work out, but this is not a position I'm worried about. If this was edge, this would be a different tone. If this was possibly another corner, this might be a, a different conversation. But it's receiver. Texas has been phenomenal at this. They're just going to fill in the blanks. Look, like we just said, their sales, their sales pitch right now is watch Xavier Worthy, watch Jordan Whittington, and then look who you're going to catch balls from. Number three and number 16, Arch Manning. At the end of the day, that's as good a sales pitch as I think you can have in this cycle for that class.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And like you said, you, you're going to have something on Jonah Wilson. Jonah Wilson and, and DeCaney versus Eisenhower and, and Ryan Niblett. That's our Inside Texas game of the week. And there's some other guys, uh, you know, also on the field. We have some on three profiles. And even a 2025 is pretty highly rated, a guy to look out for in the upcoming classes. And, yeah, it, it you know, you, you posted it on Inside Texas yesterday. Uh, make sure you get to Inside Texas. You can get one month of premium subscription plus subscription uh, just for one dollar, and you'll be able to read, you know, the latest on not only uh, Baker, uh, or uh, but Pilot, Harrison Pilot, uh, Parker. You know, everybody, Brendan Marion and Steve Sarkeesian are still after. And yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Harrison Pilot. You know, even uh, on three, Sam Spiegelman was there in Temple with me. Uh, posted something today that's also on on three and Inside Texas and um, basically the long and short of Harrison pilot is he's going to take his time. Uh, he's, a, he always set out to take be diligent throughout the process. Um, taking his official visit to Cal, taking his official visit to Texas and, you know, temples just down the road. Uh, but he has a good relationship with Malcolm Kelly, the wide receivers coach at TCU. Um, still has to take a visit there. Um, Houston has connections to that program and Dana Holgerson. And uh, his in his program are recruiting him, and who knows? He he even mentioned he may find a place to take that fifth official visit. You know, even you have a top four, but five official visits, you know, you have one more. So he may take another official visit somewhere, and he's going to take his time. But yeah, Texas, aside from Harrison Pilot, uh, they're working on flips, and flips are tough. But uh, you know, this staff is diligent, and they're they're going to put in their best effort to to try and get them. Do you think Texas is going to stay after Jalen Hale, or do you think they're going to try to turn their attention elsewhere uh, at wide receiver to cap off the 2023 cycle?
1: I think they'll keep the relationship intact because you always have to just keep the relationship. And they've actually built a really good one with Jalen and his family, but I don't anticipate there being much more there just because I know Jalen. And Jalen's not the decommitment type. You know, Mm -hmm. he's kind of like Jaden Greathouse, the Austin Westlake receiver committed to Notre Dame. Yeah, Texas is still talking to him. Yeah, his teammates at Westlake are still recruiting him to Texas. Yeah, he still wants to come watch some games. He was disappointed he didn't watch Texas and Alabama in person when he had the chance. He caught it on the couch. But Greathouse isn't the type to flip. Some of these kids, you can just tell, Joe, they're just really not the types to flip. And Jalen Hale doesn't give me that vibe. I think that's why they shift to a DeAndre Moore, who we reported yesterday, is going to be taking an official visit to Texas. He's scheduling yeah. that right now. Kyle Parker, like we said, Inside Texas is going to go see him on Friday night. And Denison, I'll catch up with him and, and get the latest from him. And then, obviously, you you going to see MHP on uh, on Friday, Inside Texas has it covered corner to corner. And so I don't see Jalen Hale being much more of a focus. They'll keep that bond. They'll keep that relationship. But – I'm I'm paying attention to those three guys right now: DeAndre Moore, Kyle Parker, and Mikael Harrison. Pilot.
0: Yeah, DeAndre Moore, not DeAndre Baker. So that was my mistake. But yeah, wide receiver recruiting. There's think, there's really not there a not DeAndre lot of Baker,
1: a, wasn't there? There was yeah, a DeAndre. I think there was a DB that, that Texas recruited out of Florida named DeAndre Baker.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. right, man. I, the Charlie the Charlie he,
1: Strong era. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, and he ended up being pretty good at Georgia. Georgia, like, yeah.
1: There Sorry, you that's go, right. Joe. Young, yeah, yeah. Look well, at you, Joe! That dude's in the oh, league! Man. He, he, he set out the sugar bowl. That's what it was. That's right. That's right. Because he didn't want any of that Sam Ellinger.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey,
1: the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully
0: illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. That's true. All right, we're getting off track. We got a football okay. game to talk about. That's a we, so West Texas, East Texas, back to West Texas. And, uh, you know, Justin, this could be the last time that Texas plays in Lubbock for a very good while. Uh you know, if if Texas goes to the SEC next year, which don't doesn't seem likely, but it's still within the realm of possibility, then, you know, this is the last time they may face each other for the foreseeable future. But if they go in for the 2024 season, kind of like we're expecting, then, you know, they're going to make this trip to Lug- Lubbock, the Red Raiders will make the return trip and then who knows. Uh much to the chagrin of some tech boosters, but you know, it's a, it's a game that has very much been in Texas' favor, uh, 54 to 17 all time. Tech has never won more than two in a row. Uh, they haven't won a game it, uh, against the Longhorns since 2017. Uh, they haven't won a game in Lubbock against the Longhorns since the Michael Crabtree game. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, even though Texas has taken control in the win loss column, Those games have been wild. Just looking back at it, you know, twenty ten, Mac Brown and Tommy Tuberville, ten point game. Twenty twelve, Mac Brown. Ugly game in twenty
1: ten, Joe. Ugly game.
0: Twenty twelve, a nine point game with with the senator. Uh, Twenty fourteen, that was a you know, ask Pat Mahomes and Quandre Diggs how that one went out. Uh, Twenty sixteen, you had uh, uh, Deontay Foreman versus. Uh, Patrick Mahomes in a wild one 2018 the little Jordan Humphrey catch and then 2020 the the comeback and double overtime game so you know there have been a lot of crazy games out in Lubbock that Texas still uh, manages to to get the win with and you know, it this isn't a night game but we know that Jones AT&T Stadium is going to be pretty rowdy on what could be Texas's farewell tour to a lot of different big 12 teams
1: You know, I was going to ask you, you know, how much you're going to miss going to Lubbock, because, you know, when I when I had the beat roll, I I wouldn't miss going to Lubbock, to to be honest with you. I think it's a wonderful school. It's a it's a it's a you know, it's a great it's a great atmosphere. Um, But the city is stink. I can do without. And so. For Texas fans, it's a little. I don't like that. I like Texas and Texas Tech playing. I like these interstate school, in-state schools playing each other, like the old Southwest Conference. I just there's something about that because you usually go to high school with a lot of those guys. You usually grow up playing with a lot of those guys, and so at some point, I, I, I hope that they possibly bring that thing back. But it, it's interesting because look, this is a this is a tricky game, Joe. This is kind of tricky. Because one, you're opening to a play. Two, you don't have your spy in Demarvion overshone who is ideal to be locked in on Donovan Smith, six foot five, two hundred thirty pounds. So they're going to get him running wild for for at least a half. Joey McGuire is going to play balls out. There is no pressure on McGuire whatsoever. He can pull out every trick in the trade in in it to potentially pull this off. They are not expected to win. That's dangerous, in my opinion. I see a lot of UTSA in this tech team, not entirely, but th- the foundation of it. Tyree Wilson, you want to merge West Texas with East Texas? Let's talk about Tyree Wilson, a guy that's basically, he came back for that extra year. If he doesn't come back, he's drafted last year in, in probably the fourth, fifth, sixth round. He was he was definitely a, a top 200 guy. Now he's only his draft stock is only rising. This is a ginormous kid from West Rusk High School, I watched him grow up down the road in New London. Went to a- signed and, and went to AM. AM kind of discarded him, didn't really pay a lot of attention to him. He goes to Lubbock, and now he's going to be a, a second and third round pick next year. You saw him at Big 12 Media Days. He had a Sean Oakman vibe to him uh, for su- sheer size and, and strength. And Tyree's just a great kid. And so Lubbock's going to be crazy on Saturday. Don't take the Red Raiders for granted. They've played three good games so far. They they played a good Houston team. They 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 threw some punches with NC State, but it felt like they were more just trying to tread water rather than trying to win the game. And so, I, I you got to be a little scared. You got to be a little hesitant with this one, Joe, because like I said, Tech has nothing to lose. They they can throw everything out and 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 try. You know, there's not a lot there. Whereas Texas, we could be looking at a different quarterback on Saturday. We, we're gonna, they're going to be missing overstone for first half, so there's going to be a, a deficit there on the, on the defensive side. This is a tricky game, Joe. This is one of those games that it kind of makes you. And I think last weekend's UTSA win actually helps because they didn't blow out UTSA. They sh- they had they had to go toe to toe with the team. They had to literally kind of find themselves midway in the second quarter and, and sort of go through some of that adversity. To me, that was big. Because I'd rather that happen in Austin against the Roadrunners than in Lubbock in front of a crazy crowd. And at the end of the day, you know, that place is going to be sold out. They do a good – the fans do a good job when Texas comes to town. Nothing makes those guys happier than beating the Longhorns. Uh, but but you got to understand, I, I don't think too many Texas people are going to miss Lubbock simply because you can get tortillas in Austin. Like, you can find that stuff in Austin. It's not – it, you won't find these cold Frisbees coming out, of the, coming out of the stands as often anymore. Just go to a, a little store in Austin. I'm sure we can find some tortillas there. But I don't know. I think I, I, I hate that the in-state teams won't play as much each other uh, anymore. But at the same time, I don't think many Texas fans are going to miss Tech. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice,
0: Yeah, I get that. And, but I do think that of all the old Southwest Conference rivals who remain in the Big 12, if if they're going to renew a rivalry, maybe down the road it'll be with, with Texas Tech. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned Tyree Wilson. Like That is a defense. This is a Texas Tech defense that's kind of carrying their team. And we haven't yeah. heard about that since... Maybe oh nine, maybe oh eight, maybe maybe ever. Uh, <laughs> Zach this, is, this is a little bit different, and it shows that yeah, they have an offensive coordinator like Zach Kitley who runs the air raid and runs it really well. Uh, but yeah. they also, um, you know, they they have a good defense led by Tim DeRuiter. Um, Joey McGuire is trying to bring balance out there and still keep some of their raid identity, Raider identity, but uh, trying to balance things out. So glad you mentioned that defense. Very veteran. Uh, basically all over, but the, the Texas is going to have to take advantage of Donovan Smith. He's not young, but he still makes young mistakes. Um, he's he's kind of reckless with the ball. You know, you can kind of ignore the stats against Murray State because it's Murray State. Uh, Texas Tech should be beating up on a, a FCS opponent. They play U of H, and granted, Donovan Smith helped them win that game in overtime. They play NC State, and he was careless with the football. Uh, so Baron Sorrell, DeMonte Tucker, Dorsey, even Coburn and Ojimo and Oviagofu, if he can get there, they got to get that ball out. Uh, even the, the, the defensive backs, you know, if, if there were odds on a Longhorn defensive back, picking a ball off, I, I would see what the odds are on Jaron Thompson because I feel like he might be able to, to do that in this game because he's just been careless with the football. You got to get those extra possessions, Especially with, you know, with an uncertain quarterback situation for Texas, we know the ground game is going to be important and running into that defensive front. It's going to be a battle. Uh, so the more possessions you can get, the more opportunities you have to try and run over that tech defensive front. You take them because, you know, who knows if this if this is a you know, one possession game heading into halftime or something like that. It's going to be, you know, that crowd's going to be in it. Uh, Tech will probably start feeling confident. Texas will have to feel like they have to respond instead of, you know, they'll be confident with a lead, but they'll feel like they have to respond. Um, It'll be real interesting to watch. And, um, you know, it's just this is another test. You know, I I kind of have this sense that Texas fans, and I mentioned this I think with Bobby or with you, they're climbing the ladder. They want to keep going to that top rope you know, you beat ULM, you were supposed to beat ULM. You hold Bama to within one point. Okay, maybe things are different. You beat a good game UTSA team by three touchdowns. All right, this is what it's supposed to look like. Now, you know, there's the next step. It's Texas Tech and Lubbock to open Big 12 play to keep, you know, not to keep your conference title hopes alive, but to start the path towards what you hope is a appearance in the conference title game. And you know, with the, the events of all the 2010s and everything, I can see why Texas fans are like, ah, do I buy all the way in? This is another step because if, if they can beat this, this Texas tech team, you know, this is a, this is a chance for them to really earn a lot more of the fan base. And I think that drawing a hundred thousand back to back during home games is good evidence of that, 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 that that people are, are starting to believe a little bit more, but Hey, it's it's starting to, you know, this goes a long way to, for the fan base to see, hey, is okay, I'm in now. Like, this team can do well. They got it. Like, they, they can respond in all situations, even with quarterback problems. So, uh, big game for a lot of different reasons. Big game for tech. Big game for future implications, current implications. You know, this is a lot of fun.
1: Uh, you know, Tech is always a good game, and and I'm a little hesitant with my prediction. You know, we're going to have a roundtable that will pop out on Friday, and Joe, I'm I'm going back and forth because Texas hung 70 on these guys last year, and there's a lot of guys on that team that remembered that, and I don't think this is a defense that you can hang 70 on again. And so there's going to be some of that. Coming into this game, there's always the little the little, you know, matchups and the little rivalries within each other. But from an overall standpoint, don't sleep on Joey McGuire. He those kids are going to there's some Jeff trailer there, man. Those kids are going to play hard. They're going to play through the whistle. They're going to play up. They're going to play down. They're going to be consistent. This is a, this is a tough group. And so if you're going to get tech, this might be the time to get them. Because I'm telling you, Joey's going to do some good things out in Lubbock. He's, he's an outstanding coach with a lot of connections to the state. But I'm with you. Texas fans want to kind of climb that ladder. As as, as, as media members and as reporters, we want to tell, observe, and report and paint that picture as, as best as we can, whether it's sweet or sour. We want to paint it as best we can. And and this is a group that you can't sleep on, Tech. This is This is a statement game. First game on the road this year. And I think that's good. They built up some confidence before they got to this first road game to open Big 12 play. And then it kind of sets up a good little table. If they can win this game, I believe they have what, West Virginia next. At home, yeah. At, at home. It kind of sets up well for a for a solid start. And I think eight, nine wins get you into the Big 12 Conference Championship game. And so you're you're really looking at it from a week-to-week standpoint past that point. It's, it's critical. I, I, I'm ready for Saturday, man. I, you know, I, I think there's a, there's a lot on the line. Um, yeah. Texas is the more talented team, but like we talked about when you got a Tyree Wilson on the other side of the ball, you got some veterans, you got some guys that are pissed off after getting 70 hung on them last year and let's not forget the element elephant in the room, Texas at quarterback, it could be a little different on Saturday. You know, there's, You know, it's not decided who's going to be the guy, Joe. It's not decided right now, but there's there's it's trending towards one guy. And I'm telling you, if it winds up being that guy, this game is going to be even more amped up. This game is going to be even more, you know, built up and 230 won't get here soon enough. I'm ready. I know you're ready. I can tell by those rosy cheeks. You're ready.
0: Oh, man. All right. Kind of running short on time. Do you have a pick of the week? I, you're, I'm I'm letting you be the bookkeeper for uh, all our different picks, and I think I've got one I want to I want to go ahead and put out there.
1: Okay, you go ahead and put it out, because I'm zero and two, and you're one and one. Okay, so you go ahead.
0: Michigan is hosting the Maryland Terrapins on Saturday at 11 a.m. in the Big House, Big Noon kickoff, I believe. JJ McCarthy, who, uh, if you ask members of Texas's old staff. That was our number one quarterback on the board. And he is your a number one.
1: That was your number one quarterback.
0: He was mine. He's a special talent. I uh, think that, uh, unfortunately, with Cade McNamara's injury, this is J.J. McCarthy's show, and he's going to run it well. And I can see the Wolverines covering 17 pretty darn easily against the Terrapins. And, and hey, a uh, little Tonga Vailoa. He's played very well, but I don't think he's going to be uh, of similar quality of J.J. McCarthy and the rest of that Wolverine team.
1: So what do you got? I, 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 don't, I, I don't think Michigan will cover. Michigan will cover. I think Maryland had a, uh, a street fight with SMU last week, and it was way too close. And so I think they're going to feed off of that. Michigan's coming off some pretty big wins, or just more, more or less easier wins. And so they may sleepwalk through some of it. But I'm with you. I think J.J. McCarthy is one of the best quarterbacks in the country right now. I think he's a future first-round pick in the NFL He's a stud. You and I got to know him a few years ago when Tim Beck and those guys were recruiting him. It's fun to see, you know, guys we saw growing up kind of starting to shine in Ann Arbor. But I'm going, they're not going to cover. I I think this is a trap game. I think they'll go in there a little under the I think Tua's little brother watched Tua shred Baltimore down the street a couple a couple days ago. He's he he's got he's he's fired up, Joe. He's seeing the vision. He's inspired. I don't think they cover. Even though you're beating me in the picks, I'll take Maryland.
0: All right. I think that about does it for us. Make sure you like this video. Subscribe to the channel. We bring it every day. We bring it post-game. We bring it pre-game, Sunday through Sunday. Uh, Follow us on On Texas Football. Go to InsideTexas.com. We have a promotion where you can get $1 of Inside Texas – or one month – of inside Texas Plus for $1, uh the best in recruiting coverage as Texas looks to complete its 2023 class, uh look lock down some 2024s and hey, you know what? Probably look in the portal like programs do. Uh best team information, breaking news, coverage, analysis, uh and everything you get with on- inside Texas, you get with the On3 network. So Never been a better time. Uh, The site's as best as it's ever been in the 10 years you've been there and the six years I've been there. There's never been a better time to be a part of Inside Texas, and uh, we're excited and looking forward to having you over there. So, Justin, you have fun going to Denison. I will have fun going to Lubbock. And uh, let's compare between Taco Casa and Alsip's. Who's got the better burrito next time we talk, all right? absolutely i'll mark that down for our notes all right so for justin wells i'm joe cook thank you for watching of course visit us on inside texas subscribe to the channel and we will see you next week